Good morning, church. Good morning, City Life. Good morning, City Lifers and visitors. Welcome to church. Glad that you're here with us. Another week where we get to come here together and have this space to worship our Lord together. Even if it's online, we are going to continue to be worshiping. If I haven't met you yet, my name is Pedro Reese. I'm lead pastor here at City Life. And um, if you, like the announcement said, if you're new, if you've been around for a little bit and just haven't reached out, hit that I'm new button below the link. Follow that link because we want to be able to reach out to you. We want to uh, get to know you, journey with you, walk, get to know one another, be in Jersey City together. It's what we're passionate about, to do that, to learn people, to walk with them, and to uh, do it all for Christ's sake. And so, please connect with us. That's what we love to do. And uh, by now, today, I'm recording it uh, before Christmas, but when we see this, it'll be after Christmas. And so, I pray that you all had an amazing Christmas, that it was full, full of Christ. Right? This, this Advent season, we've been saying, let's prepare for the coming of Jesus Let's prepare to receive the story of a God, a universal God, an uncaused causer, this immaterial spirit who is so beyond us, but he came like out of love. He made himself completely known to us. He came and he put on humanity. He lived through this life also so that he could relate to us and say like, yeah, I went through that myself too. Yeah, like, yeah, that happened to me as well. And so I really pray that this was like a, a Christmas like none other, in that you connected with the gospel a little clearer this week. Uh, that you just felt Jesus received him on this Christmas morning like never before. And then now it's also my last opportunity to also say Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year. Like I just, this year has been crazy. These last two years have been insane and um, we made it. God has been faithful. God has been good. He has been just. We're still together. We are still this people who love Him and are pursuing Him. And so today, like today is like this, our new Happy New Year sermon to try and wrap up this year a bit, to put a little bow on it, to like say like, look at how God has been faithful. But today, like instead of really looking back, I, I feel this great urge to look forward. Uh, but even with saying that, we're going to start off with a story looking back. Uh, about two years, a little more than two years ago, our previous lead pastor, he came up to me and he started to talk to me about uh, the possibility of him taking a job in another district. And the first three things came over me when I heard this because the way he was talking to me, I knew it was just a matter of time. Like I, I knew this was, I just knew, right? I, sometimes people tell you things and you just know what's going to happen. And I knew that I knew that this was going to work out. And the, like, what really overcame me was three things. It was shock, initially. It was terror. And it was wonder. Like, shock in that, wow, like, okay, this is big news, right? This affects so much of my life. Uh, terror, because I did not know what this would mean. I was like, I just tried to think, like, Lord, what are the implications here? What, what about my job? What's going on here? Like, what, what's, what, it, what are you doing, Lord? Like, really? Already? Like, okay. Uh, but then, just enough wonder. Like, God put just enough wonder into my heart to even dare to imagine the possibilities of what could be. 
just a little bit, like just a little bit of permission to be like, wow, like, okay, well, God, does this mean you're doing something special? Like, God, oh, God, like, is this my, is this my turn? Like, is this my time to step up? And like, God, like, are you working it out right now? Just a little bit, though. Just a little bit of wonder. And as the time went on and it became more of a reality, the shock eventually faded because I got a little bit more comfortable with the news. But then the terror was still there. I was like, oh, like God, I, I can't see your plan. I can't see what you're doing. Like, what's going to happen? Again, so many implications for the rest of my life. And I'm like, Lord, what is going on here? But as I like continued to walk down that journey, putting one foot in front of the other week after week of not knowing what was going to happen, the, the interesting thing that I found was that the thing growing inside of me the most was not terror, it was the wonder. The wonder to be like, oh, like, oh wow, what if? This could be really great. This could be a lot of fun. Like, this could be the culmination of what I've been striving for for so long, preparing myself for. What if? Like, just enough wonder to dare to imagine. And the, and the reason why I talk about this is because, like, that wonder, I knew it wasn't my own. I didn't own that feeling. That's not very common and typical in me. Like, that much change scares me. Like, there's a reason why terror was the greater thing, like, ringing in my, he my ear that whole season. It's because, like, oh, like, it was scary. But there was also just enough wonder to allow God to, like, dream with me. To allow God to be like, hey, like, Lord, are you doing something? Like, is this, is this you? Are you behind this? And so, like, I started to dream. And then eventually it became real. And even his, my boss's bosses knew. And I started to, something interesting happened. The first time I heard that there was some, like, oh, some people throwing in their names. Or, like, some names being talked about to come in here and step in here. I, the most interesting thing happened. Like this thing bubbled out inside of me. The first time I heard that there were some people like, oh, well, I have someone for this job. This, this sensation came over me. I was like, no, 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 no way. No, 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 no. Like we've got this. City life has this. City life can take care of its own. Like this thing, this like confidence boiled up in me. Not in myself, like not in that like, oh, I am, this is my job to get. It wasn't also a territorial thing. It wasn't like, no, no one else. This is our thing. It wasn't any of that, which was surprising to me. It was like this confidence, like, no, we got this. Like, no, we don't need someone coming in here and putting their hands on all of this. Uh, this sounds bad, but I'm being honest. Like, this is what came out of me, this like sensation that I knew wasn't mine. It just spilled out over me. And like, it gave me the courage to be like, no, I'm like, oh, like, God, I actually really want this. Like, God, like, I actually really want to be the next lead pastor of this church. Like, how do, like, God, is this really you? Because there's something inside of me that is surprising even to me. What started off as just a little bit of wonder grew into like this big, strong urge to be like, no, like, I, this is ours. We're going to take care of this home. This is city life's. We've built this. We've labored over this, like, this dream and this vision. This belongs to no one person. We can do this. 
And today we are going to be using that, like this, this thing that comes out of us, that is called out of us by life and by God and by circumstances that come, like just bubbles out at us. And we're going to look at a story of a very particular time in God, like a very important time in God's story of Him shaping and forming His nation. We're going to look at um, when Joshua, of all people, Joshua gets the call to step up and to stand out and to be the next leader of this baby nation that was massive already. And we're going to look at like what God spoke over him and what God called out of him so that we can prepare to be like, Lord, 2022 is coming and we need to be ready for what you're doing. We need to have this confidence. We need to have this thing that is bubbling out from within the heart of this church that it belongs to you, Lord, that is placed there by you. So that 2022 can mark a year of God-sized dream and vision coming out. And so let me pray. Let me pray so that uh, we can go into this together, so that the Holy Spirit is here with us. Let me pray. Pray with me. Lord, I thank you for this day. And I thank you for leading us, taking us by the hand and leading us one more year, Lord. Over the course of this church's history, you have done that year after year after year. You have been good. You have been faithful to us. And Lord, I pray that we close this year off well so that we can prepare ourselves for what you're doing next year, what it is, the new things that you're calling us into, Lord, what the deeper things that you're calling us into. Prepare us, Lord, because there might be fear. There might be timidity. There might be, um, there are many logistical problems. Um, but Lord, we trust in you. And we say that we want to go wherever you bring us, in our own lives and in the life of this church. And so Lord, I pray all this in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I invite you to be here in the preaching of your word, the hearing of your word, and then to take this word and to do what, like, what you intended to do. Uh, Lord, we pray over our people. I, I pray, Lord, that this would be a word that would reach the heart of what you're doing, of what you're partnering in this church with. We love you. We'll follow you. I pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, church. So like I said, today we are looking at the story of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 9. Let's read God's word, and then we'll dive right on into it. And so the word of the Lord says this. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man will stand will be no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn to it from the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, 
but you shall meditate on, on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. I like today we have to start off by talking about Joshua. This is such an interesting, such a, an important and a cool part of God's story with his people. Before Advent, we preached a mini-series on Moses, right? And we looked at Moses, we looked at the man, we looked at the calling, we looked at his formative years with the Lord, wandering with him uh, for the sake of all the people, like just having this amazing, deep, crazy relationship with the Lord. Like multiple times, like Moses changed God's mind and it said, Moses saw God's walk like past him while he was up on the mountain. He got the Ten Commandments from him with this crazy story. Like no one had a relationship like Moses. Moses had a special relationship. Like it says, as if a friend were face to face. It was incredible. Like God took this man who was a runaway, who belonged to no one, who called himself his son, himself through his son Gershom, like, I belong to no one, I'm nothing. And he built him up over decades of relationship, of calling, of intentionality, of challenge. And this, like, every excuse in the book type leader turned into the great Moses who formed the people, who emancipated them from slavery, who wandered and led and met God all the time. And it's just crazy to think about like where Moses ended his life on, a, on another hillside with God and he died and like God loved him so much he buried him himself. And then we like get to this point of the story and we're like well what in the world is gonna happen now? Like who in the world is gonna take over? Like, man, imagine, imagine following in Moses' footsteps. I remember seeing a, a video once of Steve Harvey uh, talking about when he was, got his big break. He was extremely poor. I think he had less than $100 in his bank account. And he went to come here in New York City to, from the South to perform at the Apollo. And some big names came before him, like when they were already starting to be big names, like Jamie Foxx was there. Uh, DL, uh, who, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Okay, well, comedians were going before him, and they all got booed. And he went up there, and he's like, man, I'm a nobody. But he, like, just killed it, and he did such an amazing job. And I, like, think of Joshua here, and it's, like, this incredible, who is going to follow Moses? But God calls out to Joshua, and he says, Joshua, it's your turn, man. Like, Joshua, I've chosen you. And Joshua was Moses' assistant, like we just read. And he like, just saw enough to be able to wonder. Like in my story, like I had just enough to be able to wonder, to allow God like start to birth things in me. And for a while, Joshua was Moses' assistant. And he, he followed him, he walked him. In Exodus, it said that when, when Moses went up to get the Ten Commandments, uh, Joshua went up with him. He wasn't as involved, but he went up there. He saw some things. He saw God's power, and he saw how Moses related to him. And then now it was his turn. Now God was calling him. 
Like, okay, like Joshua, come on, man. It's time to step up. It's time to step out of the shadow of your leader, of your boss, and like pave your own way. Like, let's do this together. And like, not only that, not only was like this man in charge with following after this giant figure, but his call was also to do something that Moses couldn't do. Like his call was to, okay, now take the land, which is what Moses couldn't do, like what he was disqualified from doing. And so not only was he following this giant, but he like had a job to do that this giant couldn't do. It's like, oh, like that's incredible. That's scary, right? Talk about terror. I, I was afraid of taking over a local church. Like Joshua was taking over leading God's people. And not only just God's people, but a whole nation of people. Like, incredible, incredible calling. And so, like, today I want to talk about, like, what are the things in life that, like, we, that seem too big, too wonderful for us to even allow ourselves to wonder? Like, what are the things that God has put in our hearts and our lives that we know are so central to, like, our dreams? And, and not only just our dreams, but what God has made us for, what God has instilled in us to chase after. Like, what do we start to do when we realize, like, oh, like, actually, like, God, God has put this in my heart, and it's, how do I get it? How do I go after it? Or as a, as, a, as a church, like, what are the things that seem too wonderful for us to do? What are the things that in 2022 we want to see happen, but we're too afraid, or it just seems too big still in a COVID world? Like, Lord, what can we chase after? And so let's, let's dive into Joshua's story. Let's talk about our, how our first part is just simply like God with you. Let's, let's just get a glimpse of the first five verses of what we read today. We don't, we're not going to read the first couple of verses, but it's like God, at when Moses died, he's setting up the story. When Moses died, Joshua, it was his time. It was his time to stand up. And he, like, he's calling him. And he's saying, you know, all this land, I promise you, it's yours. It's like, it's already there. We just have to get it. I've given it to you. And he keeps on repeating you, 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 like the Israel. He keeps on repeating this because he wants to make it clear. He's like trying to say it as much as he can. This is yours, like Israel, like Joshua, you're going to lead the people. Everywhere you go, it's going to be yours. From the wilderness to Lebanon to the seas, like the land of the Hittites, all of this. It's going to be yours. We just need like... We need, I need a partner, Joshua. Like, you are going to lead this people. So now, like, stand up. It's your turn. And then we get to verse 5, and it says, now, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just, was, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. And we're like, we have to start there, because any time there is anything that is just too wonderful and too big in life, like, the first place that we need to start is with the greatest promise that we can ever be given, that God is a God of presence. Like that this God, the God of the Bible, the God of Moses, and the God of Joshua now says, you know, time after time, I will be with you. The most important promise in all of Scripture is not that God says, you know what, everything's going to work out okay. It's not like, oh, like, you are going to be so successful. You're going to win all over the place. Like, don't worry. Like, you're going to be successful. You're going to lead. You're going to bring in my kingdom just by being so great and so good at winning and getting what you want. No. Like, the greatest promise isn't that everything is going to go our way at all times. It's not even that, like, God promises to make us 
this incredible, invincible people. Like, no, it's none of that, actually. That is not a part of this calling at all. But the greatest promise in Scripture that we will ever get is that we have this God, this God who created everything. And He over and over and over again says, I am with you. You will not be left. You will not be forsaken. Like, I am with you. Here, he's like telling Joshua, just imagine Joshua and where he's at, like, to follow Moses. He's like, you know what? I don't only work through Moses. You know, I am so big. I am so great, Joshua. Like, you're next, man. Let's do this. I don't need Billy Graham, though he did amazing things. I don't need all these celebrity pastors. I don't need mega churches. Like, I, I work there. I pray that I'm in those presents all the time. But, like, I can work through you. Moses was great. I love Moses. He's with me now. And now I'm going to work with you. Because I can. Because I've made you. Because I've prepared you. Like, God is enough to even be you. Like, to even use me. Like, that, that we can be enough for God to work the dreams that He's put in us. The calling that He has intimately made us for. That's in our soul. That is inex- like inescapable. Through you and through me, God can work. And coming off the heels of Christmas, right? We can't stop talking about this God who says, like, I want to be with you. We can't stop talking about this God who was born here and was named Emmanuel, right? By, by title, not by his actual name. His name is Jesus, right? It's like Emmanuel, God with us. Like, like how many times, like, do we need to speak that into our lives until, like, we really just accept that, let our hearts except that like wow that is the greatest promise that i could ever be given is that god wants to be with me the worst thing my greatest fear in life as a pastor and for our church is that one day we wake up and we're like wow god hasn't been with us for a long time like wow we actually haven't met god we've been coming We've been worshiping. We've been doing all these things. But he's never actually come here because he's actually never been really welcomed here. We've just been chasing ourselves. Like, I pray that in every season of our lives that we're like people who say, Lord, I want you above what you can bring me, above fulfilling these promises, above heaven and eternity. I want to be with you. I want to be with you even in this life. Like, I want to have this journey to be with you and nowhere else. And, like, God takes this man, Joshua, and he starts to call him into all of this. And the thing that he calls him to is really, like, remarkable. He says, be strong and courageous. Verse 6 to 9, like, God starts calling this out of Joshua. Like, he... uh, Joshua has seen things. He's like probably the most practical people to, person to step, right? He's been with Moses. He's been his assistant. But now God is like reaching into his soul and putting some, pulling something out. Verse 6, he starts out, Be strong and courageous, for, I, for you shall cause the people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Verse 7, Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, 
so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous a third time. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I love that. It's like Joshua, like, be strong, courageous. And the first thing he calls them is be strong, courageous, verse 6. He's like, the land is yours. It's already yours. I've, I've written that check. We just ha- we have to go get it. We have to put one foot in front of the other and actually go. Like, the land is yours. Don't ever, like, don't be afraid that this promise won't be fulfilled. It's already yours. I need a partner. I need you to do this with me. Like, and God sets up this amazing, incredible story where sometimes Israel doesn't even do anything. Like, the first land, that they took Jericho. They walked around the city a bunch of times for a number of days. And then sometimes they fought. And there's nothing to be ashamed of in the conquest story because God was doing something on purpose. And he, like he always is, is acting in justice. But he's like, don't be strong and be courageous. This is yours. Like, we're going to fulfill this. We're going to walk this out together because I've already given it to you. And so, like, I, I, the questions that I think for us in this year, this coming year, is like, do we know what God has promised us? Do you have a relationship with the Lord where, like, you are aware of your calling? of what he's made you to do, of like the mission that he's given for you to do, how he's made you to bring him glory and to bring people into his kingdom. Like, are we even aware of how he has wired us to do that? Like, do we know how, what it is that he's like saying, I've already given that to you, now let's go and find it together. Let's go pursue it. Let's put one foot in front of the other, just like Moses. And for decades, I'm going to form you into the person that I know I want you to be, that I made you to be. How many of us are aware of the promise that he's given us? And then in verse 7, he says it again, only be strong and very courageous. And he starts talking about the law. He's like, do everything that the law I gave to Moses. Do it. Meditate on it. Don't let it leave your word, let your mouth. Like, have that be how you do this journey with me. Like, look at my law. Read this book and see how I've said that a, a life that honors me looks like and do it. Never, don't depart from it because I, like, I give you good things. I give you good instructions. And day and night, think about it. Like, don't choose to live the way you want to. Don't choose to live the way the world says is okay. Like, follow me and let's do this life my way and you'll have good success. Like, I love that God has like, the audacity to tell us, you know, the way that I've called you to live is like, where you're going to find strength and courage. And to like have the boldness to live my way, live for my righteousness, live for my purity. And so like I, I have questions like, man, are we people who know our promises first, who know our calling, who knows what like the mission that God has us on? And then are we pursuing it the way that He has told us to? Like, there are so many people, there's so many pastors who like have who know what, know what their mission is, but they're just like still remain so unhealthy. Like in their secret, private lives, like they just have so much secret and hiddenness. Like, no, like how do you live your life matters the journey that you're on. Like, I get like, oh gosh, like I want God's presence with me, and so how am I pursuing His righteousness and His justice in my life? Am I doing this life according to, to the laws that he's given me, to like the heart of the gospel, of this Jesus who overcame everything to be with me, to be with us, to bring us to him. 
And then in verse 9, he says it again. He says, be strong and courageous. And he tells him to, he like breaks it down a little bit more. He says, don't be frightened and don't be, and do not be dismayed. He's like, don't, don't be afraid, right? When I heard, when I even started to imagine that I could be lead pastor here, in January, I'm going to be lead pastor here for two years, which blows my mind. But it's like when I started to imagine, what I felt most was just terror. I was frightened by even the possibility of the thing that I wanted. And he said, don't be afraid. Why? Because I'm with you. Like, don't be dismayed when you're traveling, when you're on this journey, when you are on the right path, but it's like too big for you, or like the joy of suffering and being bad at what you've been calling, but you know that that's what you've been called to do, and so you don't want to go anywhere else, but like you just feel so unprepared for it. It's like, don't, don't worry. Don't be dismayed. I am with you. Like, there's joy in the struggle of achieving your calling. Like there's joy with, the, with God because He's with us as we're pursuing what He's given us to do. Hey, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. I am with you. That like, man, that's the best promise we can ever have in any, life, in any part of life. And so as 2021 comes to a close, like, well, what is God doing in the life of this church? Well, what are the God-sized dreams and visions that like, we want to pursue as a people that seem too big for us or that we seem too unprepared for? Or that, like, quite honestly, me as a leader, like, oh, gosh, like, I need it. Like, where am I not good enough at this? Because like, I, w- I want to throw those aside and I want to ask God to help me in those and help all of us in it because like, we want to do amazing things for the Lord this year. We want to close off this year looking that 2022 has promises, has beauty in it for all of us. Like, 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 are we ready to be a people that call upon God's presence so that His presence can make us strong and courageous in the face of everything that's going on, in the face of COVID, in the face of Jersey City, in the, like, in the face of all this? Like, how do we be this healthy people not this military might that's here to overtake this city, to take it by charge and change it by calling it out. Like, but no, like, how do we be people who are so full of the gospel, who are so full of the Holy Spirit, who love Jesus and are so committed to one another that like, we chase after God-sized dreams this year and do achieve things that we, like right now, that I would be like, oh man, that's way beyond what I think is feasible for this year. And so like, let's turn to the big question for 2022. And then when Joshua steps up and they're starting their mission, when the people, when the, when the nation like look at Joshua and follow his lead, and when he's practicing, like when he's doing it, when he's being courageous and strong, when he's going after it, like they start to move, right? And already the first time that they go into the land, Rahab, it's like, a Canaanite comes to the Lord, which is incredible. Like, we'll talk about that at some point in the future, I hope. Like, people are already seeing that the Lord is special and they're coming to Him. And then this, like, such an interesting thing happens to Joshua. In chapter 5, Joshua chapter 5, we're going to read two verses, two quick verses to end today. Verses 13 and 14. Joshua chapter 5, 13 and 14. It says this, And when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, 
And behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? Verse 14. And he said, No, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And they have this like little interaction here. This guy turns out to be like an angel commanding the Lord's army. And Joshua sees him. He sees that there's something special. There's something different. And he says, are you for us or are you against us? Are you on my side or are you an enemy? And he answers it perfectly. Just like God answers when God answers any question. He's just like, are you for us or are you against us? And he says, no. I'm the commander of the Lord's armies. And what he's doing there, and he's saying to Joshua, like he's putting it in his face, like, well, hold on a second, Joshua. The question is, am I for you or are, am I against you? I'm here to say, are you on God's side? Are you for God? Are you doing your mission according to God's plan? Are you following God? Because he's the one who's actually going to win this for you. Like he's actually the one delivering all of this. And it just serves as a reminder to Joshua and to us to be like, like, okay, like, Lord, even with the things that are like more, most godly, intimate, that like you, God has put me in, into me, and I know this for a fact, like, am I actually achieving it with God? Or like the, my dreams, my vision, the, the pursuit of my life, is that all just things that I want to accomplish? Like, I am just so ambitious and driven. I'm going to go after these things. If God is with me in them or not, like now, it's like, oh, like, hold up. This little interaction with this angel who is commanding God's army draws us to like, consider like, oof, are we actually on God's side? Even with his God-sized dreams that we have. And so that like, is going to be the question for this year. That, I pray, is a question we come back to at several times next year and be like, look, okay, are we actually on God's side right now? Are we actually doing what God has asked us to do? Like, are, are we just trying to be popular? Are we just trying to grow our brand? Are we just trying to win over Jersey City? Are we trying to be the coolest, biggest church in Jersey City? Or are we like, faithfully doing what God has asked us to do? Are we faithfully ushering the corner of the kingdom that he has called City Life to be a, pa- a part of in 2022? Like, are, are we putting God's work above what we want? In my leadership of this church, am I, like, am I like being driven by God's vision for what we're doing or selfish ambition or growing my platform or doing like things that I want to see happen? Uh, like church, I pray that that is a foundational question to this coming year. One that we return to often, saying like, oh, okay, are we on God's side? Or are we trying to make him on our side? And so church, like I, I really, I believe that we are on a mission in Jersey City. God has called us to do things for him. And this whole year is like, Lord, how do we go after what you're doing? This year, we, we've had three major themes knowing our identity in Christ, because how can we move or do anything if we like, don't even have our identity settled? Like, but no, that we would be people that in a couple of days like, leave this year with a greater understanding that we are God's children, that we are in Christ, and if we are in Christ and we are a new creature, creation, then we have this amazing calling that we have like, access to the Father and a right relationship with Him. We have this gospel of grace and truth. 
And then our second one was to mature in our walk and our relationship with Him. Like that I, I, we would be molded, just like Moses was in his desert period with the Lord, forming his peoples. Like that we would be shaped and molded into the people that God wants. Because you know what? We have a lot of work to do. But we won't get to any of it. And we won't accomplish anything if like we are maturing. If we are saying like, Lord, I will put one foot in front of the other and I won't be frightened and I won't be dismayed because you are with me. There's a lot for us to do in this coming year. Like, Lord, are we doing the right things? Like, Lord, are we being strong and courageous for you? Are we maturing, taking steps, like concrete steps to being like, I'm where I'm supposed to be. And then our last theme of the year was uh, like growing in emotional maturity and emotional health. Because we can only ever be as healthy as we are emotionally healthy. Like our capacity to work and to be is only really as great as our emotional health. And this year has been a challenge. It has been amazing. And God has been with us. We, a couple weeks ago, celebrated how faithful God has been to us. We've almost this entire year, we've been out in a park or only online and God has been good and faithful. And so as we close this year, like, let us give God all the glory, all the respect. Let's like say, like, Lord, every, anything of good that we accomplished was because you were here with us. And now we need you to be with us coming into this year because, Lord, we want to move and we want to act and we want to grow and, and we want to be more intimate with you. And we need you to lead us on that. We need you to take us by the hand. Like, Lord... The greatest promise in Scripture is that you will be with us. And that's what we want. We want to be with you as we work for you. Not to earn our salvation, but as a response of love because you are so good to us. And so church, Happy New Year. Uh, we love you. I love you. So grateful to be on this journey with all of you. So grateful for the year that we had just had, even though it was hard and really difficult and really testing. But God has been with us, and so I would have it no other way. I pray that you have a great Happy New Year, a great Happy New Year. I hope that you have a great New Year, that you enjoy it, uh, and that we come back next, next week in the New Year with this resolve to like, Lord, we know who we are. We know that you're with us, and we want to pursue you in this year. We want to have a vibrant outreach. We want to go after things with you. And so, like, Lord, help us to dare to wonder what could be. We love you. We'll see each other soon. Happy New Year. I know this was long. But there's a lot to talk about always. Uh, we'll see each other soon. Happy New Year.